Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Well, thank you for listening today to Exploring Missions. Obviously, this is not Bert Harper, but this is Nathan Harper that you're uh, with today. And so we are also with uh, a couple of uh, personal friends of mine, um, missionaries, uh, but just a faithful, uh, loving brother and sister in Christ. And uh, we're excited to uh, introduce you to them and, and so we can hear their story today. And we want, um, you know, as we talk to talk to guests on our program, uh, we want their story uh, to encourage you, uh, maybe even challenge you uh, to um, realize that we are all sent out on mission. Uh, we are to live a life on mission. For some of us, that means to be faithful in where God has placed us and to uh, make much of Jesus, to share the gospel, to uh, encourage and equip the church, uh, maybe to send out others. Um, but maybe you might be one of those that God is sending out, and you might have a uh, mission journey of your own that God might be uh, putting you uh, or placing you into. Um, so hopefully today, as you listen uh, to uh, my friend's story and hear about their journey into missions, maybe God might be speaking to you about your own. So uh, that's our prayer today. But I am with uh, my friends Kevin and Janet Smith. Um, I'll call her Jan just because that's how I know her, and my mom's <laughs> name is Jan too. So um, Anyway, so Kevin and Jan Smith are with us today. Uh, Kevin is the founder of Reach, Teach, Send, and he might talk a little bit about that uh, on this program, but more than that, um, we're probably going to talk about just how uh, maybe God reached them with the gospel and taught them, uh, prepared them, equipped them, and then sent them out. Um, But I'll I'll quit talking. I'll let them um, tell us a little bit about themselves first. So Kevin, Jan, uh, share a little bit about just your own life background and maybe how you came to know Jesus. Yeah, I will happy to. And thanks so much for inviting us on the program. Um, we got to listen to some of it on the ride in yesterday. We had about a four and a half hour drive in from Arkansas. All and right. Listened to you and your dad, and we're really blessed and um, thankful to share our testimony. Because as you said in the introduction, man, testimony is is powerful. I think for motivating people to step into what God's calling them to. It's an encouragement, really, isn't it, just yeah. to hear testimony and, and step out in faith on that. So, yeah, um, Jan and I um, came to know the Lord later in life, actually. We're almost 30 years old before we came to know the Lord and um, and got involved in missions later in life as well. <clears throat> I uh, It wasn't until our kids went off to college that we left the country. They they say they use words like abandoned, but uh, that's, not, <laughs> that's not how we felt about it, but... Uh, um, yeah, so Jan, you want to share a little? Yeah, um, you know, we had been serving um, in the church and been active 
um, in the church and in our faith since we accepted the Lord, like Kevin said, when we were 30. Um, and missions was not on our radar at all. We did get to meet some people who were called to the mission field, and we saw them launch from different churches um, and, you know, played small roles in, in missional work. But, you know, that wasn't who I thought I was, certainly. Um, and so it wasn't until um, 2005 when our church um, started a, um, a Spanish-speaking class that Kevin enrolled himself in. On a, for a Wednesday night class. Okay. So, I was bored of the Bible and, studies, I think. And it was, well, <laughs> I do want to know, um, and we'll come back to a, a little bit of like even before that, mm-hmm. where you grew up and where you were in church at the time, but mm-hmm. I do want to know, um, so w- you had an early interest in learning Spanish. Is that, well, early as in, in this journey in any way? Um, like I said, I was kind of looking for something different on a Wednesday night. They were often the, the book of James, and I think I'd been through it three times in okay. different groups and uh, <laughs> some other stuff. And so it was conversational Spanish. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think I'd think i try that, you know. Okay. And, and it did um, draw me into the world of the Latinos in our neighborhood. And we ended up being part of a church plant, a Hispanic church plant in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, as, as well as uh, stepping into the missional community. Okay, so the church there saw a need for sharing the gospel uh, with the Latino community there around them. Uh, and that's, that's, that's cool that you were a part of a church that, that was uh, taking that initiative and, and being responsive to the needs in the community. So that was in North Carolina. That's not even, you're not from Arkansas originally, not from North <laughs> Carolina originally. Where are you, where are you guys from? Uh, I'm from New Jersey. Jan is from Pennsylvania. Uh, but we met in New Jersey okay. and got married in New Jersey, came to know the Lord in New Jersey, where there's not a lot of gospel presence. Right. So it was um, it was just a miracle as far as I can mm-hmm. say. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. Awesome. We went to um, a Christian church really for the first time and certainly as a couple. And we had been together for seven years, but really never talked about God, mm. never talked about church. And it was a divine appointment that day because... We heard the gospel clearly for the first time, and they visited us that week. And there was no, you know, when when they sat, three men sat in our living room and talked to us about who God really is and who he means to us, that was when we were really, you know, the rubber meets the road at that point. Mm-hmm. And when he asked us, well, when he asked me, is there any reason why you can't accept Christ tonight? I could have said, oh, you know, it's a personal thing, or I'm not ready, let me think about it. Um, but it was a moment where God encouraged me to say yes, mm-hmm. and say yes to not only him, but yes to m- finding out what that meant for my life. Yeah. You know, what does a Christian walk mean? Mm-hmm. I had a lot of head knowledge. Uh, I knew who God was. I knew who Jesus was. Um and I knew all many of the stories of the Bible, but I had never made that head-to-heart connection. And for both of us, that's what happened that night. And we began our spiritual walk um, with intent mm-hmm. and with purpose. And um, 
So it's funny to hear you think, uh, ask questions like, where did we come from and where, you know, <laughs> and we've been on a missional journey, I think, with the Lord ever since then, because yeah. a year later we moved to Seattle, Washington. And again, this is before the internet. And uh, we left our jobs and sold many of our belongings. Remember, I sold my car and we didn't have friends there. We didn't have jobs. We didn't have a place to live. And we really were on a journey. I, I, God was on, you know, with us on a spiritual journey as we left everything we knew and trusted behind um, to start a new life in Christ and got plugged into a Calvary Chapel out there. Okay. And uh, that's awesome that God was maybe without, you know, God doesn't necessarily lay out the whole plan of our exactly. lives at one time. Um, that's probably good because it might be too. Uh, we'd be Too much. Afraid. We'd be afraid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. how God, even in, on a, in a maybe in a small sense, got you used to leaving mm-hmm. and and moving and traveling and um, what that was like. Um, Absolutely. And but eventually you found yourself in North Carolina, learning to speak Spanish. So, yep. um, and you got involved. You said in a in a church plant. Uh, we're talking today with Kevin and Janet Smith. And they're telling us about their mission journey, um, which is just a life journey that God is leading them on spiritually, and they're learning to follow Jesus and obey him. Uh, So uh, from that point, you kind of began maybe a a little bit of an engagement or immersion into Latino culture there in North Carolina. What was was that like? Well, it, there was kind of a, a point on January, first January and su- uh, Sunday in January of 2006, and the pastor was preaching one of those sermons on what is your life going to count for? And closing prayer, my eyes, are, my eyes are closed, and God gives me this vision of indigenous people in Mexico. Now, this isn't a Baptist church. You don't get a whole yeah. lot of visions yeah, like yeah. that. But You definitely don't tell anybody about <laughs> you it. Don't tell, <laughs> but I did turn to my wife and say, I think God's calling us to missions. And she looks at me as she's heading out the pew and says, good luck with that. <laughs> right. But I couldn't shake it. So for the next couple of months, I'm on the Internet looking around at um, short-term mission trips to Mexico. And that took me in March of that same year, 2006, down to Oaxaca, Mexico for a 12-week, I'm sorry, 12-day um, program that really had a lot of mobilization stuff. It wasn't just going out and feeding people. It was like they trained you for the first three or four days, and then you hit the the, the street, so to speak. And I came back lit up, man. And I was like, we got to sell the house. We got to go. This is 06. And Jan's like, good luck with that. Cause <laughs> <laughs> that ain't going to happen. So, yeah, that's that was really where the mission bug got, as they say down in Oaxaca, got sneezed all over me. Mm. And uh, I came back and was kind of waiting for Jan to hear the same call. Um, Now, Jan, were you a mom at the time? Oh, well, I was a high school teacher. Okay. And um, I taught for a total of 24 years. But um, so, yeah, I was was raising two girls. We were raising two girls um, in middle school at the time, I think, and, you know, very involved in church and working full time. And going on mission was not... Not even for 12 days. That was not in my plan. Right. And that's really what, over the next six years, we struggled with God's call on our life to follow him to the ends of the earth. And um, Struggled is putting it lightly because, <laughs> I mean, we had some good knockdown dragouts over yeah. it. 
until we both kind of dialed it back and said, we got to turn this over to God. And things got calm and then God worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's difficult to talk about it, but mm-hmm. I, I think that's really the point today for me to share is to say, if you're struggling with that decision, God is right there with you in the midst of that struggle. And if he's brought it, brought it to you, continue to work on it um, until he brings you through it. For me, it was surrender. And in 2012, I finally went with him to Clarkston and I was not going to turn around. I was not going to surrender my plan because I had a plan and missions wasn't a part of it. Um, but God used people there, others that were working full-time in missions to help me to surrender that week. It was my week of surrender and it was incredible. Um, and from there, we have continued. We've now been on this journey for 11 years, and we have literally been to the ends of the earth. <laughs> and I could never have imagined that and would never have been able to be a part of that if I hadn't finally surrendered. Mm. And when you surrender, for me, I fell hard, fell real hard. And, um, but. God didn't hold anything back. He didn't hold any judgment against me, you know, For and neither did Kevin. And it has been a fantastic, challenging, but fantastic, rewarding experience to surrender all to him, to allow him, you know, as Matthew 10 says, you know, if you um, find your life, you'll lose it. Yeah. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. And boy, we have found it. We are all in, surrendered, and um, and just want to encourage others to do the same thing. Mm. Yeah, as I was listening to uh, that part of your story, and I'd, I'd heard a little bit of it before, and uh, we met, you know, in, at that time. In yeah, that week. 2012. Yes. And um, <laughs> just to, I don't know, imagine what it would be like to be either one of you which, I mean, that's hard to do. I, I can't put myself in your shoes. But, you know, to imagine what it would be like as Kevin, uh, you know, to hold on to a call, a vision. Um, and, and it wasn't like you were just sitting and doing nothing. You were actively mobilizing and working in your church and in your community and taking mission trips. That's kind of what I resolved at was, all right, my wife's not going to go. So I got excited about mobilization. Yeah, sending sending others, equipping others to go. Um, but, but, you know, imagining, you know, I, I guess it had to be a burden. It had to be difficult. Um, but at the same time, wanting to be faithful to your first call, uh, as, as a husband and as a father, um, and, and not neglecting that. And then to imagine what it would be like for Jan to not, maybe not experience that call, Mm -hmm. um, as fresh and real and as upfront at that time, um, and to, you know, I don't know what your heart was like, um, but but just to, I don't know, it, it would be, it had to be difficult for both of you. It was extremely difficult because for me, it was like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Why, why am I not excited about doing this? Why, why can't I do this? Why can't I just do this for Kevin? Why can't I do this for God? Um, why isn't God speaking to me? Um, why isn't God leading me? Why am I not following? Is my will greater than he is? Um, so there's a lot of kind of almost guilt, shame, 
um, sadness. And because it was so large in the middle of our marriage, it affects everything. Mm. It affects your finances. It affects your time. It affects... Parenting. Parenting. It it was very difficult. Um, thankful for the church who stood beside us and didn't tell us what to do, mm-hmm. but said that they would pray and listen, and that's what they did. I think that's what more than anything that people need mm-hmm. as they're going to embark on any type of um, journey or thing that God is telling them to do. But you question your spirituality. You question your faith. Am I not, you know... Yeah. the person I thought I was. <laughs> but I knew that God was was not going to be glorified with a bitter woman on the mission field um, and, you know, wanting to be somewhere else. So I think that looking back on it, it's my journey, it's our story, and it's our testimony. I'm sure others have gone through it. Um, and... You know, God has used it because yeah. when we, when I fell, fully surrendered, we fell hard and fast and are all in. Yeah. And I think that is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the end of the story is beautiful because we're all in in whatever it is that God's put in front of us. And, you know, my, my answer always was no, or I'll think about it, but now it's, I'm, I'm still working on it, but <laughs> but now I, I'd like to say, and, and my book is called Letting Go, um, but I've learned to replace letting go with why not. Mm. Well, And I think a lot of it is, you know, fears wrapped up all in this, yeah, right? Sure. And in anything that we do, even with the Lord, fear still has a grip on, on, on us to some degree. And so it's a matter of letting go of that fear and instead trusting him that he's going to, you know, answer all of those what ifs. Um, Because a lot of us, you know, have a voice in our head that says, but God, I don't know Spanish, but God, they don't want me in Mexico, but God, I'm a high school teacher, but God, I have two girls that are, you know, I'm going to leave behind. You know, you have all those, and that's all wrapped up in that fear. And, um, but once we, you know, it's like anything else, we need to practice those faith muscles and those steps. And when we do, we gain confidence in ourselves and in our faith walk and we grow spiritually and we grow in the Lord. And that is, I, I would do it all over again, exactly the same Mm -hmm. because I am not the woman that I was when I went to Clarkston in 2012, and I'm not the same woman who left Wilmington, sold our house, and left my job in 2013. <laughs> and I give God all the glory for it. Yeah. You know, I hear that, uh, your, your, you guys' story, and I think that's both, both experiences for you, Kevin, almost an immediate, yes, I'll go sign me up, let's, let's, let's hit the ground running. That's common for some people in their call to missions or their feeling God leading them into missions. But also, and it may be more common, to experience what Jan did of a struggle and a dealing with it for a long period of time and wrestling and, and fighting through those fears until there's that moment where of, of release, of letting go. And um, So since that point, and you mentioned Clarkson, I want, Georgia. I want to jump yeah. in and just say that at, during that time, it caused me to question the call. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, if your wife's not on board, you're thinking, all right, I'm getting the wrong signal here. I just went down there and got excited over something, and maybe I'm not called. 
So to, to kind of work through that for years, I got to admit the mobilization helped a lot. As yes. you know, you're, you're advocating to send others and, and pray for others and support others. Um, it kept the fire burning yes. mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So, mm. so you mentioned Clarkston, Georgia, um, where we guys met. Uh, and from there, what about how long were you, were you guys serving in Clarkston, Atlanta? We did the area? one year. Yeah, okay. we did the, um, the six months of training. And then that's when I was blessed to hang out with you for six months <laughs> right. of apprentice stuff. And uh, the one-on-one stuff was, was just awesome. To, to go out into the, the streets and practice it with yeah. your coaching was, was awesome. Well, and then uh, you guys get ready and prepare to move to Mexico. Now, you'd already... Would you say you were fluent in Spanish at that point? No, not at all. I'm still not fluent in Spanish. <laughs> I wish I was. Okay. I was probably a one and a half of five out of five. Okay. Um, now I'm probably a three and a half. Okay. But you know, when you're you're training and and uh, and sharing material, you you get very comfortable with the material you're right. sharing, so you can speak more fluently on things you you know well. Okay. And then also use other materials and uh, videos and 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 handouts and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, it was easy to, to to do what God had called us to do, to go down and do evangelism, disciple-making training for lay people. Okay, so you were in Mexico probably a couple different places, two or three different places for how long? Yeah, six years in Mexico, and it seemed like God was always moving us to a, a bigger location. Right. And um, I, I think that's something we've learned along the way, that God is always kind of preparing you for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we started out... Um, one of the things we learned in Clarkston was to be a learner. And so we went down there. Our, we knew making disciples was what we were called to do. Does that mean plant a church? Does it mean hit the streets with a megaphone? Um, does it mean training? Does it mean bringing short-term teams down? Things like that. And so we were really learning what the church needed down there. And there was a church presence there, um, but it didn't seem like they, the, especially the, the, congreg- the, the lay people weren't engaged. So God put it in our heart to bring a lot of the stuff that we learned in Clarkston uh, to the folks in Mexico. And they were just hungry for it because so many churches, um, not just in Mexico, around the world, they're very top down. So they expect the pastor to do quite a bit. Um, But I believe it's the lay people in the church that have to do the heavy lifting if we want to see the gospel go to the ends of the Mm -hmm. earth. And so that's, that's where we, uh, we felt the Lord leading us to do was uh, raise up lay people and use those same materials, a lot of the evangelism stuff and disciple-making stuff, multiplication stuff, which is pretty neat because you're really just mobilizing Latinos at that point, you know? Yes. So it's kind and of they're doing full the circle. Work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your work is to equip them to do the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is what the Bible talks about in Ephesians, you know, to, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, and that's what you guys were a part of. And what's exciting is that's still going now, even though you're not in, Me- in Mexico anymore. Yeah, yeah. We— uh, and that was something that one of my mentors said along the way because we went down with that idea of multiplying yourself. And so I'm seeing, you know, what Kevin's doing, and I'm thinking, all right, I need, to, I need three more Kevins doing the same thing. <laughs> and, and so I expressed that frustration. It's like, man, I'm giving a lot of great tools out and encouragement, and people are using it. I said, but I'm, I'm struggling with multiplying myself. He's like, just give them the tools. Just give them the tools and the encouragement and let them step into whatever they're gifted to do and however they're going to use it. Don't worry about controlling and, and doing You know, I was hung up on that on the Second Timothy 2, too, yeah. you know. And I was like, all right, got, got to make another Timothy here and uh, faithful men and they yeah. teach others and all that, which is fantastic. But to give it 
to let it have its own identity was the key that I was able to kind of let go of yeah. uh, what I thought it had to look like. Yeah. And then awesome. and that's when it flourished, really. Awesome. And it, and we did hand it off to a couple of very capable guys that are, are still carrying it on down there. Wonderful. So we got just a few short minutes. Our time always goes really fast. We're talking with Kevin and Jan Smith. And from Mexico, you guys came back to the States, but not not really, like, settled, right? What <laughs> You've been all over since then, so... Yes, we have. What, what what was the rest of the story up to this point? Yeah, the past, well, three years ago, we got a call from um, our agency director, Commissioned Every Nation, is uh, who we've been on the field with, and asked us to step into a pastoral care role um, over the area of Asia and the Middle East. And he, you know, it was a funny conversation on the phone. He's like, are you one of those, like, Mexico-only people? You know, some people are like, I'm only going to Uganda or, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in for Belize. That's it, you know. But I was like, well, I did mobilization for six years and it was 1040 window. And now you're offering us to go in Asia and the Middle East and just, like, work with 60 awesome people in that region. And um, so he said, well, pray about it and uh, I'll call you back in a week. He calls me the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we had prayed about it. And it was in the middle of the pandemic, and we were just in the process of handing off to these uh, two men down in Monterrey, Mexico, is where we ended up the last two years, and uh, handed it off in the middle of the pandemic, which was tough because mm-hmm. churches were closed and you couldn't really do what we were typically doing as far as the training. But uh, moved up to Texas, Kerrville, Texas, where our agency is based out of, and stepped into that role. Um, again, during the pandemic, we couldn't just hit the, 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 the highways in, in Asia because Asia was shut down. So for the first year, it was a bit of a challenge, and we'd visit people stateside um, that were stuck stateside, couldn't get back to India or couldn't get back into Japan. Um, but for the last two years, we've been three years in a row. Last two years, we have been to about 18 different countries, I think, wasn't it? 17. <laughs> 17 wow. different countries. And Amazing. just bless the things that we learned in Mexico. And that's the thing. God is always preparing you for the next thing. And mm-hmm. so when they first called with pastoral care, I was like... I don't know. I never felt pastoral, yeah. but I look at it like I've got 60, we've got 60 of the most awesome sold out families on the field in Asia. These, these folks don't need a whole lot of encouragement. They're already out there. Um, but really that what God had taught us in Mexico, because oftentimes I would get one-on-one with pastors down there. And because I was an outsider, they'd open up to, you, you know, and they'd share you their, their struggle. And, um, but I think, so we learned a lot from that and how to speak into into church leaders and things like that. But I think what we bring to the table mostly is our experience on the field, whether it's how to fundraise or how to learn language or how to adjust to cultures or how to define your ministry or how to struggle with lack of success in the ministry. And so those things, when we would show up and we'd visit, you know, our folks uh, on the field, uh, those things, the Holy Spirit would just, it was, it was quite amazing. You, you'd talk to somebody and they share what's going on and the Holy Spirit's like, oh, yeah. You got this because you guys went through that, you know? Yeah. So, Absolutely. yeah. So, your journey, we're wrapping up our, our conversation with Kevin and Jan Smith. Um, you've done mobilization. You've done training. You've done uh, pastoral care. You've wrestled with a call uh, and been faithful to obey what God's called you to do. Uh, tell us the website where folks can, can find out more about, about that. Yeah, stepping into our our new role, which is kind of encompassing all three of those things, components, is Reach, Teach, Send, all one word, reachteachsend.net. Awesome. And there's a book coming out of the same name. Um, Very good. So 
Uh, we're going to have another episode down the road with Kevin and Jan. Uh, but check out reachteachsin.net. And uh, thank you guys for sharing your journey with us. And we pray that you've been encouraged, but also challenged to go and make disciples of all the nations. 